Hello and welcome to another episode in the You're My Com Zero podcast and I'm your host Asif Chowdhury. Today my guest is Ali Cook, a former content and engagement manager at CIM and uh, was responsible for delivering content strategy that met the needs of over 25,000 members uh, across the wider community. So thanks for joining me Ali and it's great to welcome you as a guest on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, I'm really excited to be here. So here's a few questions for our listeners to get to know you, Ali. Are you an early riser or do you love a lie-in? I'm an early riser somehow. I try and do this challenge every year when daylight savings comes in and I think I'll try and get up when the sun rises and then it gets earlier and earlier and I'm like, okay, no, I can't can't quite hack that. But I like getting up early, starting the day. Suits me much better. Let's ask you about Wordle. Are you into that craze or you be playing wordle do you know what i haven't but i have occasionally seen you know when you see people on public transport and you see them playing and you just want to dive in no i haven't yet tried it because a bit like tiktok i know that i will find it so addictive that i would rather not give myself the option are you apple or android apple all the way unfortunately i'm well into the ecosystem i've got my airpods in got my apple phone next to me um i'm unfortunately have been yeah born and bred in it apple seems to be a thing amongst the creative marketing and comms community just i don't tend to hear android uh, very often so um yeah you're uh, with the main crowd of apple users what about books are you an e-booker or do you prefer a printed book so I love a printed book, mainly because some of the um, in the books that we're talking about today, they actually talk about how much uh, easier it is to take in information in printed form rather than ebook or digital. But actually something we also talked about just before this recording started is Audible and how much I love listening to books as well. Um, so I'm definitely, I don't always do it in print, but yeah, I would much rather have something that's a little bit more immersive like print or audio. What's your current box set binge? Is there anything on Netflix that you're currently into? Do you know what? It's funny that you um, asked me this because just last night I finished The Good Place. And I know I'm really far behind everyone else that came out um, years and years ago, but just finished it. Absolutely loved it. It's been on my list for ages. Um, So I would highly recommend that to anyone who's looking for another Netflix binge. So thanks for that, Ali. And it's been great to get to know you. And Let's get into the matter at hand, which is the idea for this podcast came from a LinkedIn conversation between between us when we got talking about two fascinating books written by Johan Hari, Lost Connections and Stolen Focus. And these books certainly make you think about how technology, digital, social media has impacted our lives and our ability to focus and make deep and meaningful connections. And radical ways of thinking about depression and anxiety and in this podcast we'll explore the impact of this for comms and marketing and let's get straight into the first question then Ali so why does a lack of attention matter to marketers or marketeers which is your preference Ali how do you say it marketers always exclusively oh yeah I don't think I'm posh enough to say marketeers it just doesn't roll off the tongue for me 
Well, I think the answer to this is really twofold, because obviously, primarily from a point of view of being a marketer, the number one thing that we want is customer attention, right? And it's a conversation we have so much about how much attention is waning, how do we get attention, how do we grab it, how do we maintain it? So on that side, it's a really, really important challenge to understand how trends in customer attention are changing. But also on the other side of that, as marketers, innovation and creativity are so important for us in everything that we do and so something that I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later is about how a lack of attention can really impact those things so in the answer is really twofold in that not only if you have a lack of attention you're not only limiting your own ability to be an effective marketer but if you don't fully understand how attention is changing you're not going to be fully able to um, grasp customer attention and really maintain it and um, compel them to take actions um, as a result of your campaigns. Thanks Ali and that's the lack of attention and why it matters to marketers but why do you think it matters to businesses as well? So one um, statistic that I found really shocking from Stolen Focus was is that office workers only focus on tasks for an average three minutes at a time. And when you look at the impact that that would have on idea on idea generation, on creativity, on the ability to you know really create effective campaigns, how are we going to create? great things in three minutes. I mean, it's just not possible, is it? And when you look at the impact that a lack of attention has on productivity, as well as the creative side, it really is shocking how it can have a massive impact for businesses. So much so that obviously we're seeing the four day week movement kind of coming in. This is something that's discussed in um, Stolen Focus as well as being a really great tool for bringing back that attention and that focus. Um, And we're already seeing that businesses are starting to make really wide scale changes to react to this um, and so I think it, it, it's really clear to see how um, the impact to business is super widespread but also I think there's an interesting point about employee well-being and wellness here that businesses need to take note of too um, if you think about how so many marketers have to use social media for their jobs now um, it's as to your point it's an absolutely essential part of the marketing mix um, sometimes in good ways sometimes in not so good ways um, and it, it's actually an interesting topic that we'll be discussing in an upcoming episode of the CIM market podcast with yourself Asif which we're very excited for um, about how ingrained marketers are in social media at a personal level and the impact that that can have which I think is something that businesses really need to think long and hard about how they mitigate any negative impacts that that might have too. Can we really impact this and make change if these factors are intrinsic to the way we live? Well, this is a really interesting question because so much of when you look at Stolen Focus as a piece of work, um, as a book, these issues that Hari is talking about feel huge. You know, he's talking about the way that our culture is set up, our diet, the way our cities are designed, um, the way we sleep, the way we interact with others. They feel like huge issues that are going to be really hard to overcome or to make change to. But I think this is another reason why these topics are so important for marketers, because marketers and communications professionals can change the world and we have to you know there are so many issues affecting society today that marketing plays such a huge role in sustainability being one of them we obviously saw how marketing's value increased or at least its perceived value by businesses obviously we know marketing's already been always been incredibly valuable but during the covid pandemic you know really businesses putting a lot of focus on marketing and communications 
we need to focus on this if we're going to impact the biggest challenges facing us today. But I think actually this should be a really interesting call to arms for marketers to look at how just better gaining consumer attention, better retaining consumer attention will help us to make real change in these areas. Um, I think it's so easy to think that these issues are too big for us to tackle. But actually, I think probably most of the communications professionals listening today know that we really do have a lot of power to influence consumers and society. And I would really love this to be an action, you know, something that people take and think, right, what can I do about this in terms of my business? How can we get our creativity back as marketers and should we even bother trying? So I think it's quite interesting that we talked at the beginning of this episode about um, quiet time and about those kind of times of reflection. You're right at 5 a.m. first thing in the morning, you know, taking those moments either to do a workout or to do something really mindful, um, exercise, move your body, take care of yourself. Those quite fundamental things are absolutely key to getting our creativity back but unfortunately we are so starved of them in our everyday lives and the way that our culture works at the moment being overworked as a lot of marketers are being always on as probably even more marketers are is really a challenge to find those moments of quiet reflection but those are so important because as Hari discussed in the book when your mind wanders that is when you make connections. That's when you discover those ideas that you had no idea could come together and create something amazing. You know, you said about your best ideas coming in that time, you're scribbling down ideas because you're giving your brain time to process and you're not constantly distracted. And I think that is so important for creativity. It doesn't feel particularly creative or productive, but actually the just the giving your mind the opportunities to just explore without being completely task focused, without being distracted or interrupted is such an important way to get our creativity back. And I think absolutely we should try and do that. To be innovative as marketers, we need time to think rather than just always trying to generate ideas in kind of false or forced settings is not the way to get the best out of us as a workforce. And also this idea that marketers are really time poor is something I think we need to move away from, or at least to set better habits and better balance um, in the idea that we are always on and always connected. Actually taking time to disconnect is the way to get to those really creative ideas rather than thinking that you need to constantly be chasing stimulation because that time away is actually when your brain can really work its hardest. A great point there, Ali, in terms of that downtime and time to think. And there was a a part in uh, Hari's book, Stolen Focus, where he's gone away on holiday, a long holiday, and in the first few days that he's... um, after getting over the anxiety of not having any technology, actually entered a state of flow where ideas were flowing and this calm nature kind of came over him where he'd never experienced that. And it's a a strange set of affairs that um, many people potentially won't even experience that. It's a scary thought, isn't it, that that is true? And I think there's a really interesting moment in the book where he, um, which is probably what you're referring to, where he sits down on a beach and reads a book for the first time and realises that his brain isn't broken and it's not his fault that he hasn't been able to kind of sit down and give himself quiet time. It is a fundamental symptom of the way that we are living and not because we can't manage our time properly or because we're too lazy or because we're too apathetic or because we don't want to. It's actually because we, our culture, our society, our technology is not allowing our brains 
to read, to engage meaningfully, to do those things that actually do require a lot of concentration. Um, and it's just something that we we just don't have. And it's really it's sad to think that people there are people maybe listening to this who haven't had that moment of feeling like they're fully connecting to something in a really long time. And they probably are thinking that it's a fault of them or that, as I said earlier, you know, they can't manage their time properly when actually it's not. And that there are ways that you can train yourself back into doing that and then get back to those points of really meaningful connection. But it's not easy. It's not an easy thing to do. And it's definitely, you know, it's not the easiest thing to identify in yourself either because it does feel like a fault or a weakness, but it's absolutely something you can overcome. And there's a game-changing moment in the book where you, most people, I know I did, you'll ask yourself, dare I carry on reading this for the fear of this kind of telling me to step away from technology and the thing that I'm immersed in because of that's what I need to do for my job? This is a, it's a difficult question because the answer is both yes and no, in my opinion. Technology, to your point, is a fantastic tool. And there is so much of the way that we as marketers and comms professionals operate now that would not be possible without technology. And the opportunity for connection that it brings is massive and something that I think we should really prioritise and keep using as much as we possibly can. Unfortunately, that's not the way we're using it at the moment or not the way that technology now is designed for us to use it. It's not this isn't a conscious choice that people are making to use it in a in a bad way. It's simply a case of the increased tailoring, personalization, recommendation, these algorithms that are designed to literally steal our time and make sure that we can't escape or we don't want to escape. That is an inherently bad way to use technology and a bad way for it to exist in our lives. But I do think that it's possible for it to exist in a healthy way, just not in its current form. And to your point about marketing and like pop ups and being chased around the Internet by irrelevant marketing messages. I think this is is related to this point about technology inherently being bad because we need to start thinking of marketing not as a distraction, but as a tool. You know, we're not using our marketing channels to distract consumers we need to be looking at it to fully engage them and you know use their attention in a meaningful way not to create negative feelings to create this idea of stress or anxiety around not being able to focus we actually have a real opportunity to focus on meaningful engagement in our marketing not these constant distractions and interruptions Ali, do you think technology is inherently bad for our attention? So there are things I think that we can all do at an individual level of the the kind of consumer level to make better decisions about what we do and don't do. You know, to your point about um, Ari talking about, you know, taking a break from uh, his phone for months, I think it was that he, um, you know, had this break. That is an option. It's not an option for everyone, particularly you know, marketing and comms professionals, it'd be very difficult to completely switch off from a device for um, even a week, probably, let alone, you know, months and months at a time. But obviously, you can embed better habits by, um, you know, putting your phone away. He recommends, you know, literally locking it away, having that pre-commitment to not using it, which is definitely one tactic that can work really well. But also, there are other elements outside of technology, like better sleep, better diet, more exercise, um, you know, reverting to some more basic human instincts and prioritizing those over you know the the speed of the 21st century um but also i think particularly on the side of technology 
change can't really happen without widespread reform. It's not it's not possible. People that are doing this and, and you know, trying to make these changes in technology um, in terms of their own personal use. Unfortunately, they're always going to be a bit of a black sheep until there is widespread legislative legislative reform. And I think that will come. Um, but I think it's going to be a while until we get to the point where this has become such a widespread movement there is the real pressure to do that but I think it will happen um, and obviously the people that have already started to reclaim their own attention and prioritise focus and engagement are going to be ahead of that curve and also uh, on the kind of side of marketing marketers that look at doing this and implementing these tactics now are going to be ahead of the curve and they're going to separate themselves from the marketers that just want those short, sharp bursts of engagement. And I think being ahead of legislation is always a good thing to do um, because you set yourself apart. So on the both part of the business and the consumer, I think there's massive opportunity. Have you ever done a digital detox yourself, Ali? I haven't because I don't personally subscribe to the kind of feast and famine way of looking at it because personally I know that if I did lock my phone away for a month for example I know that as soon as I get it back I would revert back to exactly how I was before probably worse because I've missed it so much what I do try and do is implement really strict habits every day to make sure that I am treating digital in a way that really fits around my life. So strict rules about kind of when I put my phone away before I go to bed, not checking it first thing when I wake up, having that kind of separation, that for me works a lot better than, you know, going from one extreme to the other, if that makes sense. I've never really been a fan of uh, digital detox and I don't do them myself, but um, I'm open to any guests who would like to come on the Comtera podcast and talk about the benefits of them and how it's worked for them. We're also now seeing changes in uh, platforms and the responsibility taken by platform providers with uh, newcomers to the market, such as We Are Eight, and I know they're featured at the recent uh, CIM summit that was, uh, you know, uh, here at We Are Resource, we were proud to sponsor. Do you think it's going to be people like We Are Eight who are going to start and create that sea change that's required to social media platforms and their usage? I think that will be the starting point, and I think we're already seeing that because at the moment it's it's pretty much a monopoly. You know, ultimately, you're when you're using social media, nine times out of ten, you're interacting with Facebook in one guise or another. The only real exceptions being um, LinkedIn and TikTok. So it's really, you know. W- you don't have another option there. It feels like this is the only way that you can go if you want to connect with people and use social media. Actually, what platforms like We Are Eight are doing are giving power back to us to choose a different way to do it. And I think feeling like we can galvanise and can take back the power that we have and can think of ourselves as customers or citizens, which is the terminology that We Are Eight use, rather than a product, which social media platforms sell, is a really important first step to us taking back that power, recognising the power that we have. But ultimately, I think it's not going to be long before um, there are other things that catch up with the bigger social media platforms, um, such as legislation and reform, which mean that we'll have to look at other options in the long term. So Ali, you're here in the Comsera podcast, so why is Comsera important to you 
and would you recommend people working in comms and marketing to be part of it? So I have a very vivid memory um, when I first joined CIM, which actually has been my, um, my I've been in, at CIM since I graduated. It's been where I've kind of discovered my um, love of marketing and communication. And I have a, a very vivid memory. In my first few weeks, I think I posted about CIM on LinkedIn. And um, I think yourself or one of your colleagues got in touch and sent me a kind of pack of comms hero yeah. swag, um, yeah. as you call it. And that was my first moment, I think, of feeling really connected to the marketing community and industry as much as, you know, CIM provides a fantastic community um, and it's a very important part of what we do. It was a really lovely moment of kind of shared connection and olive branch to feel like, okay, you know, I belong here. I'm part of this now. Um, And I think that those connections are so important, particularly now in a kind of virtual hybrid world where you don't connect with colleagues as much. It can be really challenging to kind of make connections in the industry. Things like comms here are so important for bringing people together and making sure that everyone feels that sense of community, even if you don't have it within your organisation. This is a way to make sure that you are you know, continually engaging with like-minded professionals. Um, I think what you guys do with Comms Hero is absolutely phenomenal. Um, and it's a it's a real joy to be a part of it. And I would highly recommend anyone who's in um, marketing communications to make sure that you follow the hashtag and keep up to date with everything Comms Hero because I just think it's a really great way um, to keep in touch and make those connections that we talked about being so important but are so easily lost. Thanks for those kind words, Ali, it's much appreciated. So thank you for a great interview and I'm sure the Comms Hero listeners will enjoy that. And how can people connect with you? Well, firstly, I would absolutely love anyone to get in touch with me about it because I feel like it's a book that needs to be talked about. You mentioned it will kind of make you think about everything that you do at a professional and personal level. And I feel like it, so much of the joy of this book it comes from debating it and really, you know, thinking through the ideas and talking about them. So absolutely, please do that. And um, the best way to do that is on LinkedIn, um, Ali Cook, ACIM on LinkedIn. Um, have a chat with me. I'd absolutely love to hear anyone's thoughts on it. You'll find this podcast on Spotify, Apple, and on our website, comshero.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at comshero. And please do leave a rating and review if you do listen on Spotify and Apple. And also, uh, tickets are now available for Comshero Week on the 19th to the 23rd of September. It's the week-long virtual event with over 35 sessions live streamed and all available on demand for a year. Uh, Fantastic value at £180. And you can find out more at comshero.com. This episode is sponsored by Blink, the world's first enterprise app designed exclusively for frontline workers. And for more details, visit their website, joinblink.com. And all that remains is for me to say, Ali, thank you so much for your time. And it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure.